Live from Las Vegas, this is the Wayne Coy Show. How about it now? Well, uh, we've had a couple nights already in the books, and here we go with the uh, middle of the week. It is flying. And for good reason, because we just keep running into cool people. And today is no exception. Awesome to have a conversation with a guy that I've known for a long time. And you know what? So have you. You gave me the break and let me do the show about six years ago. Remember when you were a teen idol. Oh, God. You outgrew all of that. You've, you've matured so beautifully musically and you've done well with the acting. You know what I love the most about that, Michael Damien? I love that when you say the word break, your voice actually breaks. <laughs> how, how old were you when you were hanging out with Dick Clark and doing American Bandstand? Were you like 17 or something? I was six. I was uh, 16 years old when, I, when, when we did that song. And you know what's really cool about that song is, and that experience uh, and having that moment on Dick Clark's show, uh, I never would have gotten the Young and the Restless because that's how it all started when the producers saw me on American Bandstand, that show, Dick Clark, singing, you know, she did it. Uh, they came up with the character of Danny Romilotti, the struggling singer, musician, and uh, gave me a call. And that's sort of the beginning. That's crazy. So you weren't really an actor at all before that, though, right? No, but when they, um, you know, they called, they said, you know, oh, this is great. Can you come down and, and you know, we'd like to meet you. And oh, and maybe just do a little quick little thing on camera. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then, and then they said, okay, great. We'll see you tomorrow. Oh, by the way, we forgot to ask, do you know how to act? <laughs> oh, hey, wait. hey, ho, not of course, for yes. I'm acting right now, you yeah. know? And they said, of course, I've been acting my whole life, right? Because yeah. uh, in my mind, um, you know, I've been on stage since I was, I don't know, eight or nine years old or younger than that, even performing. So I felt very comfortable on stage in front of crowds. And so, uh, you know, I, I think it was legitimate to say, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, I've acted. I just didn't professionally act. <laughs> <laughs> just leaving out a couple of details. Yeah, that's all. But hey, it, it, what they don't know doesn't hurt them, right? Now you were, you were uh, performing with your family. Yes. And when you said you were like nine or 10, what did they do? Did they just sort of say, okay, you're in the family, so you have to be in the band? Or did you, because I know your brothers were musicians before yeah. you ever got into it. Yeah, we're whole, uh, my mother a, was a concert pianist and my dad was an architect, but he was a singer as well. And that's how they actually met. Uh, my mother was a choir director at the cathedral in San Diego and he came in and auditioned as a singer wow. for the choir. And then after they had, they popped up quickly nine kids. Uh, we all, uh, started learning music at a very young age. Piano, uh, is the building block from there. Everybody branched off to different instruments, guitar, bass, drums saxophone trombone uh clarinet vibes uh you know it was just it was really fun and so we all had this uh really incredible childhood performing together like the partridge family a little bit a little more unruly or the you know the <laughs> osmonds yeah. the osmonds a little less disciplined and uh right you know it was a uh, you know we, we were trying to be more uh i don't know if the word is avant-garde but we were we were sort of we were not conforming to commercial music and commercial radio. By the way, just so you know, I was the one in love with the commercial radio and I was the one 
pushing, you know, the top 40. And I, I said, no, you guys, come sure. on. This is where it's at. And they're like, no, we need to be, you know. We need well, to be what's the age difference and, you know, between you and your brothers? How uh, much it's older? Ten, ten, ten year, my oldest brother is 10 years older than I am. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So you he, you had KHJ on your transistor or KISS no, FM, whatever KCBQ, it was. KISS, KCBQ, KCBQ, right, San Diego. Was, yeah, and that was a great station, right? I mean, yep. we had we had uh, Shotgun Tom Kelly, yep. you know, Mason Dixon, uh, the real Don Steele, all these great DJs, great, great DJs, uh, and a great time for Top Forty Radio. But your brothers were like, no, 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 Hendrix, man, we got to be. Well, heavy. Uh, no, they were. They, they, they yeah, they they loved Hendrix because you know they saw him at the I think it was at California Jam. So they're, but uh, you know, uh, I, they, they, I think they liked. Well, here's the thing. We had a lot of horns. We had the girls play trombone, trumpet, and saxophone, mm-hmm. and they sang. So we were kind of trying to do more of Chicago type. Remember the the oh yeah the early days Rest. of Chicago, twenty five like blood, sweat, and tears kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So a lot of our stuff had to have horns to make it you know to make it work for the band. So that's, that's sort cool. of what we were doing. Now you had a record contract very early on. We were trying to get a record deal. It was very difficult. Um, no, we did not get a deal back then. Uh, until I broke off and did the single uh, that you heard she did it. And yeah. uh, that's when, uh, you know, it all things all started happening. And uh, and then I kept the family kept, you know, then I got, of course, Young and the Restless. And that completely changed everything because uh, my character, Danny Romilotti, was performing songs on the show all the time. So my brothers were working on all the music and they were on the show. And my sisters, you know, I had Joni on the show and Larry and Tom on the show with me playing in the band and, you know, and writing songs and producing tracks. So, um, you know, then I signed to a and Records. Uh, first it was Cypress, which was, I think you remember Cypress was part of a, a subsidiary of A&M. But then, yeah, I remember my Tower of Power inflatable saxophone. Okay, okay. So Cypress you know, Records, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Craig Sussman, a great president who uh, signed me, and then they got bought by A&M. And, so did the uh, Weirs exist as a performing entity at that point, or was it done as soon as you were – your solo no, they kept they kept they kept going, and they we, we there were different phases of it. Uh, they came up with a new concept, a band called Pleasant Company, that released some records, oh. and they were doing a bunch of different things. Um, and then and then working with me all the time, and then touring. You know, because remember we were doing a lot of shows. I was playing. I did Young and the Restless Monday through Friday. Got on tour on the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Friday. I was. Friday, I, they let me work like morning Friday. Sometimes I didn't work Friday because I had a show Friday night, Saturday, uh, sometimes Sunday, mostly traveling back Sunday and then back on the show Monday. And so we did that and the, and the family was with me. So I remember reading about David Cassidy doing the same thing when he was with the Partridge family show and he would work on, on the weekends and he was just exhausted. So same with you. Were you just worn out? No, I, uh, it, it was, uh, it was just a great time. You know, everything, everything I, everything I dreamt of, you know, I, my, my dreams of, of it's all happening, pop, yeah. pop singer, you know, um, to have a number one record. That was like, that was, that's my, you know, that's my gold, Olympic gold medal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was striving for and landing on the number one show, uh, on television was incredible. And, uh, you know, and then through that journey, things like, uh, meeting Andrew Lloyd Webber and, Playing Joseph on Broadway, Joseph and the Maisie Technical Dream. Yeah, you coat. made that coat look good, man. Hey, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> that was a, that was a no carb, you know, zero fat diet for that because sure. you know, because I, I had that loincloth through eighty percent of the show. 
Yeah. So and, uh, you didn't, yeah. but you had your own. You didn't borrow like Donnie Osmond's or anything, right? No, but I did borrow Donnie, who's a friend of mine. He's so awesome. Donnie's yeah. coat. Uh, Donnie had his technical dream coat in the Chicago, uh, Toronto um, touring company, a company that was bouncing back and forth from Chicago to Toronto. And uh, they didn't have mine ready for Broadway. So we wanted, they wanted to do the publicity photos. So Donnie yeah. sent me his coat and I did all my publicity photos. So if you see any of those posters and it's know, the same coat, it's the same coat. And then I had my coat <laughs> later, you know, and uh, no, he was great. And then I also saw Donnie took some vacations in Chicago when he was at the Chicago theater okay. and doing Joseph. And I play, I, I sub for him. Uh, for about a month. So you guys were doing it at the same time. I, for some reason, yeah. I thought he had done it and then you did it. That's the way I thought it went. No, no, we, we had, uh, uh, he was doing, he was at, he was doing the Chicago, uh, Toronto, you know, thing back and forth. And, uh, I was doing, I started the show in, uh, at the Pantages in LA because, um, I was not able to travel at that time because I was still under contract with Young and the Restless. And so, sure. um, they opened the show at the Pantages, which was incredible. And so I did eight months at the Pantages in LA. And then the theater still wasn't ready, but my contract, you know, I was able to, to do the show, uh, Joseph full time, but we went down to San Francisco and did another, I think, four or five months in San Francisco. Right. Where the, I saw uh, you. I saw you in San Francisco. Golden Gate Theater. Oh, yeah. Golden yep. Gate Theater. Yeah. Yep. That was fun. And then the theater was ready uh, at the Minskoff in New York. And then we went to New York. And so so the total was a you know two-year two year deal that I had uh, made with the show with uh, right. Andrew's yep. company. Now, when you uh, are on the soap opera and you get to the yep. level that you get to, do they do everything they can to keep you on or the minute they think you're going to leave, do they like kill you? How does that work? Well, the good thing is Danny's never been killed. I know. Danny, Danny Romulotti, he's, 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 he's back. He's so alive. You're going to, you saw him on the show today and yes. he's on tomorrow. So no, it's really great. They, they've been so wonderful. <laughs> the show has, uh, you know, worked with me and, and now I, I, I'm, in, my wife and I have a film company and we make movies and, you know, when, when I'm not filming and not in Europe, uh, directing or producing or writing, uh, they, we've kind of had this sort of revolving door thing. And, you know, if it works out for the show and I'm in town, you know, I, I let them know, listen, I'd love to, you know, pop into Genoa city and, and do the show anytime. Uh, Hang out. Yeah. See your girl yeah. cricket. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, and I want to know a uh, quick yeah. question is uh, yes. when you did Kim come back and she gave you a ride to the airport. Uh, oh, there's a lot. Of, oh yeah. I know what you're going to say. What, what happened on the, well, I, I would like to know. Yeah. Was there, is there, okay. I mean, I know that's, you said you're not a home wrecker, but that's all I get on Twitter is okay. She took you to the airport. What yeah. happened? Yeah. What happened? Uh, you know, it's a little foggy. I'm not really sure. I can't really say, but uh, you have to stay tuned. <laughs> okay. We took a detour. We got lost. And, you know, we didn't have our ways working and we couldn't figure out where we were going. Sure. Uh, Likely story. It's like when I'm you a, ran out of gas when you were 12. I'm avoiding, I, I don't know what happened, but I know there's a backstory. I just can't wait to find out what it is. <laughs> now, who, if you had to choose, well, I'm not even going to ask you that, but yeah. you have two great families. You have, the, you have your TV family, yep. your Young and the Restless family, and then you have your own family. Both, I think, have something in common in that they are yeah. tight. So you still love those people that you've done the TV show with. And I experienced firsthand what your family is like and your sister Estelle, your brother Larry. And I will never forget your mom. I had a dental emergency and she's like, honey, I got you. And off to the dentist I went and they fixed oh. my tooth. And oh my it was gosh. great. 
Do you remember that? No. Where where was this? Where, this I was remember. at your house. We were at your house, and my you tooth had, started hurting, you and your mom some... was like, "Yeah, I had had a root canal, not root canal. I had a wisdom tooth pulled, and it was oh abscess." Gosh. So did she take? Did she take you in? Yes, she, to your dentist. <laughs> oh, that's mom. I mean, oh gosh, that that is. I remember you had some sort of a situation, but I wasn't sure what it was. I'm, yeah. But oh, mom. She, oh man, we missed you. Was She's best, amazing. Man. Yeah. yeah. So you, you you've got that, and that probably I'm guessing has now rolled over into your relationship with Janine and just your life in general. You're raised by a great family surrounded by wonderful siblings and now you you could just tell you and your wife are uh is in love is in love gets and you work together which is not easy to do <laughs> yeah we we have a great time together and i know people always say why wow, you work together i can't work with my wife and you know I, we we have a great time and it's a, there's a great rapport it's it's uh it's uh, built out of love and respect and and really just collaborating and finding a way to you just have to really you know all relationships you have to uh they grow and 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 they make they they blossom or they make turns and you got to adapt and you got to you know uh don't be complacent and keep working hard at it and uh we have a great time and uh you know getting a lot accomplished and it's also really fun to create something and you get to celebrate the same thing you're created because there's not that disconnect when it, there's not that there's that relatability factor because hey what is this awesome we're sitting at the premiere for our last movie falling for christmas in new york mm. um with the cast with you know lindsay lohan and and uh court overstreet who starred in the movie and the, the netflix studio all there 550 you know fans in the theater and to see it on the big screen and then to, and be able to experience that with, with Janine, my partner, and, uh, and then have it, um, uh, do as well as it did was just a blessing. I'm really, really fortunate. Yeah. You're on a roll, right? I mean, High Strong was, was a hit. Yeah. Uh, we had the dance are, movies. Yeah. We had the dance you've become, movies. You've become Mr. Christmas. Uh, that's been really fun. Yeah. I love Christmas. You know, we, we, we did with Princess for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, still the number one highest rated. Uh, uh, Christmas movie on, on cable television and, uh, that we wrote Crown for Christmas or Royal Christmas, uh, Much Ado About Christmas, which is now Hot Cocoa for Christmas. And, uh, what Falling is the, uh, Christmas, the, the, the thing Netflix. you're doing now is also with Lindsay, correct? Yeah. We're doing a movie. We, we're doing a movie called Irish Wish. It's not a Christmas movie. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a full on rom com, you know, kind of in that old, that older classic roms, rom com style and, uh, all shot in location in Ireland. It's really, it's, it's really fun. We're working on Michael right Damien finding ways to go, go on vacation to Ireland. I like, I, that. well, I'm a half Irish. I'm Italian and Irish. Next movie we'll do in Italy, you know, and then we'll, we'll cover that side. <laughs> I got to hang out with family in Ireland. Uh, my relatives are there. My cousins are there. And, uh, he's the mayor of uh, the county we shot in. And so it was really, it was wonderful. Had, you know, had, you got connections. You, you, you make things happen over there. You know what I mean? Had you been there before? Is there a yes, first trip? Yeah. Oh, okay. You no, know, no, we've been there before. Oh, I'm Michael, also, it's great to have you back. Oh, Michael, have a seat. That's very good. Well, I'm also, <laughs> that's, that was good, by the way. Oh, thank you. Know, you. I'm also an Irish citizen, so a lot of people are like, "Wait, what do you mean?" Really? I go, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, so if uh, I go, I need you to be my tour guide. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. You know, I'll get you into all the places. Yeah. No, <laughs> and, that's uh, a lot. That's what you need is another job. Well, speaking of another, I want to talk yeah. quickly about. I knew the song "There'll Never Be Another You" from way back in yep. in our in our old days, right? Oh, yeah. by the way, quickly, quick story is that I meet this guy in the. Uh, 
in San Francisco at the mm-hmm. Gavin Radio Convention. Oh, my gosh. And we were in a, uh, uh, what do you call that? A hospitality suite, meaning yep. the, the booze and the food is free. Yep. And so I'm hanging out, and somehow uh, you just you were there, and I was there. We just started talking to each other. And you go, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm a program director, and yep. I do a morning show. And then all of a sudden, you're like, well, you know, I'm a singer. And I wasn't familiar uh, with Young and the Restless. I didn't know it. You know, I just never watched soaps. So you had to kind of tell me all of that. But then you're like, well, I got one copy. Can I give it to you? And I'm like, sure. Because I, I had told yeah. you I love the original, right? David yeah. Essex, rock on. Yeah. So I take it back to Minnesota. Uh, we put it on our new music challenge at night. Yep. And it won by a landslide. And then it won. And then it won. And then we played it. And then we played it. And we played it. And then we officially added it. And I think it was from a, mov- a movie soundtrack, yep. right? Dream a little dream. Little dream. Yeah. Dream a little dream. Corey, ha- Corey Heyman, Corey Feldman. So I remember calling Scott Fink yeah. at Cypress Records yep. and saying, hey, I want to talk to you about the, the Michael Damien song. And he's like, what Michael Damien song? I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Because, you know, well, you know, to let your audience know, we, my, we, meaning my brother and I, that was his, this was his idea to crash the Gavin, print out, you know, five CDs of the yeah. single worked. Didn't get permission from the studio, from the record company. Yeah. Crashed the party. Granted to people like you, you're you're the seriously. I had an, I had a couple a couple out uh, to you. I had one to you, and I had one to uh, 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 oh my gosh, Shadow Steel. Oh yeah, out of New Orleans, right? With a big deep voice. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then I don't know if I told you, I had one last copy and I'm down in the lobby and, you know, thank God you got yours because one guy, we were talking for a long time and I, and I said, so yeah, um, so, oh, remind me, what station are you with? He goes, oh, I love radio. I love radio. I go, no, 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 wait, wait, what, what radio station are you with? Oh, no, I'm here for the sheet metal convention. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he took the CD. I, no, I took it. Oh, no, I pulled it back. I gave it to you. And then I went up to the hospitality <laughs> suite and gave it to you. Yeah, no, I, I, I had that. Oh, no, I was not going to give him that one. That was like gold. And then it was so wild. We drive back from San Francisco and we're getting all these irate phone calls from the record company saying, what did you do? I go, what do you mean? Well, whatever you did, you've got a hit record happening here. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Great so, story. To, so, you yeah. know, and, and then, no, you know, I remember Scott saying, uh, you know, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Let me get you up to yeah. speed. And all the whole time I'm going, yeah. you are covering your butt, man. Cause you didn't even know what you had. He and did, it was off he, a little soundtrack. So, yeah, and then of yeah. course the whole machine, you know, A&M got behind it started to take off. Shadow, once you, myself, once you played play it, it. Yeah, yeah, you you actually you and Shadow were the were the first two to uh to spin yeah. that record and because yeah. uh, he brought it up. He's like, Yeah, you got two guys playing it right now, and they're big fish. Yeah, well, it was fun, man. I mean, just you know, those days, by the way, I think are pretty much sadly gone. I think now it's just uh it's become a very corporate thing. But yeah. sometimes songs come out, and this is the good thing, and it leads into where we were before I forgot to even talk about that story, which is that I remember the song, There's Another You, or There'll Never Be Another You. Yep. I remember it from a long time ago. Yep. Like, I want to say it was 90s, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was way back there. Yeah. Fact, did Larry I, write that or did you write that? Yeah. Larry, Larry, Larry and I worked on, wrote that and, uh, produced that track and I performed it on Young and the Restless. And, uh, um, and then what's really cool is that, um, I, did, did you, did you, uh, I don't know if you heard they opened up a time machine out Young and the Restless. 
25 years, they buried a time I, machine. I heard this story. I was hoping you would tell it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they buried this time machine and they say, Michael, while you're here doing the episodes, can you uh, can you come so over and, yeah. and, and be part of the celebration? You've got the press there. We're going to open the time machine. I was like, well, what's in it? And they go, ah, we don't know, like some memorabilia, some costumes and things. Well, they open the time machine and the, and the first thing that comes out is the sheet music to There'll Never Be Another You. Wow. Written by Danny Romolotti, because uh, it was, cause, yeah, because it's on camera, and uh, so I thought that was very serendipitous, and uh, yep, and I just I just recorded the song, re-recorded it, did a new vocal, whole new production, and you know, had just finished it, and so uh, it was it was incredible. I couldn't believe they pulled that out, and we've released the record now, as you know, and uh, you know, who knows, it might. Might show up on Young and the Restless again. If can, can we hear just a little bit? I just love the beginning oh, of this here. This yeah. is uh, this is okay. you in a smoky speakeasy. <laughs> it's uh, it's almost last call. There's one you one person it? in the bar. It's an old drunk sitting at the bar. Are you yeah. gonna play it? Yeah. Are you playing it or am I just We're playing it? Oh, oh, okay. Hold on. That's a tease. We're going to play the whole thing for you here in a little bit. But that's a, oh, that's you. Michael and a re-recorded version of a classic song that, uh, again, it's all in the family with these guys. Your brother wrote it. <laughs> you performed it. Is he proud of you? Oh, yeah. I would yeah, imagine I, he is. I, right? I mean, or does he go, does he remember stuff that you did when you were 10 years old and <laughs> pissed him off? <laughs> well, we did build a lot of houses together when we were kids because my dad was an architect. And I always found a way to to avoid working manual labor and, you know, hide. And then he'd find me, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah. I was taking a break. You've been taking a break for two hours, you know? So he's a taskmaster. I'm having saying. a Mountain Dew. Oh, give me one of those. <laughs> you know, no, he's yeah. great. No, very supportive. Uh, Larry, Tom have been just great. Uh, you know, the whole family. Is Estelle is my cool. buddy. She's my, uh, piece, fabulous. my piece of pie at the coffee yeah, shop. She's, a, so she's amazing. Uh, all the all the sisters uh, were you know were, we talked to each other all the time and and uh, you know share a lot of great stories a lot of great experiences together and very fortunate to have, uh, to have grown up with this wonderful family. What's happening tomorrow on Young and the Restless? I can't tell you. Come on, man. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of drama as you see, Phyllis. Yeah, you know, and, and we're at a funeral. Not a funeral, a but a funeral. There's a memorial. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty wild. A lot of emotion, a lot of passion, a lot of, uh, you know, young and the restless, um, how do you say the word, um, soap operaism? Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It's fun. And That's I think why fans, it's been around for 50 years. And it's, it's been around for 50 years and number one for pretty much ever for a reason. And the quality of it, the writing, they're always doing something new and, and, and innovative. And, and, uh, I'm really, enjoying this, this, this run. And, and tomorrow is going to be very special. Uh, you know, different people are having a chance to speak. Scoop, and, scoop, give it to well, us. Well, I, no, I mean, I mean, Danny's going to have some things to say. He's going to run away and, with cricket. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I mean, they're still upset about the ride to the airport, but, <laughs> uh, no, no, they're just upset. They don't know the details. Yeah. And, sure. um, we want to know inquiring minds want to know. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, I know there is, I mean, there is a piano there, but anyway, I'm just saying on the set. Just, you know, just saying, yeah. You know, if, <laughs> if, if, 
if there's a if there was a microphone, we're golden. Let's it could happen, happens. right? It could happen. I've always been blown away by how you you're all able to memorize that dialogue as fast as you do. I don't. I could never do that. I, I mean, it's just <laughs> it's too much. It would take me months to get one scene, and you guys do it in like in a day. It's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I, I have a different technique. I I try to only really um, work on one show at a time, and so I don't tend to learn all of the dialogue. You know, in advance, I learn what's immediate. And then once I finish that show, I dump it all. I hit delete here. Okay. And then, and then I start the new, the, the new process. Uh, for me, that works. Different people have different techniques, but you're right. There's a lot of dialogue and then they go and they change it. Right. You know, Oh, you got to love or, that. What do you mean? Or, line? <laughs> well, they, when they, well, what's funny is that when you pull a line out, then all of a sudden, that was your trigger for your next line, and now you can't do it because you Yeah, it's it like, okay, well, now I got to uh, – Uncle, hey, could you just pull your ear when you want me to speak? You know, so. <laughs> well, all the best, man. 50 years, that's crazy, oh, right? Oh, hey, it's it's really wonderful, and uh, great people over there having a great time with all the characters and working with all my friends and uh, fabulous castmates on the show. And uh, Hey, and you know, I, I was telling somebody the other day in another interview, I haven't been in a scene with – Every Victor? cast member. Victor, I know. I'm with Victor Newman. Come on. By the way, you know Victor does it every day. This is so fun. Every time I walk up to Victor, Eric Braden, he walks up and goes, Michael Damien, rock on. <laughs> every time. And he does every time. And he gives me a little, he gives me a little, because he's a boxer, you know, he gives me a little, oh, rock on. Rock on, Michael. Yeah. And he had me sing it with him while we were in between takes. You know, he's like, come on, Michael, Michael, let's sing it. Let's sing it. Let's sing it together. Come on. Can he sing it? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, you know, I'll say, hey, kids, rock and roll. And you say, rock on. <laughs> so he's, so we, we're, uh, we were doing it. He was, he was like, I really want to, I want to sing this with you. Come on, let's, let's do it together. Come on, let's do it. Uh, but Eric's <laughs> great. Um, all the castmates, you know, uh, working with Laura Lee, Glace Cricket, and Tracy Regman Lauren, uh, Michelle Stafford, Phyllis, Michael Grazaday, my son, you know, I mean, just the whole, the whole team, the whole group, the crew, uh, wonderful people. And, um, just, uh, really enjoying it. It's, it's really fun because I'm having this nostalgic, uh, experience every time I walk and drive sure. up to CBS. I get this. You remember when you you were you were there? I mean, you came to see the show. I did, yeah. You know that was, everybody's Mr. Damien. Hello, Mr. Damien. Hello, Mr. Damien. <laughs> you know, you fly in the gate a little too fast. Get yeah. that gate open, you know. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, and then uh just experiencing it and being back on this you know, that building um was just these amazing shows going way, way back, you know, and I remember, you know, the Carol Burnett show and, uh, Three's Company. I used to see, you know, John Ritter and, and Suzanne Summers, you know, what I mean, like just people like that in the hallways. So that's all rushing back for you now. I would have Yeah. I just experienced that Bob Barker, you know, I'd see Bob almost every single day. He would say hi to me every day. And it was so nice. Say, hey, it's Michael, good. spay and neuter your pets. Come exactly. And he's right. And I did. And you did. Uh, yeah. So, um, having that, uh, uh, nostalgia is really wonderful. And, um, you know, connecting it with the music is extra special. I just saw, speaking of music, I just, Donnie, we were talking, I ran into him on a flight and we were talking and, and, uh, he said, come to the show. And I, uh, he's got the new show in Vegas, which is wonderful, by the way. If you're in Vegas, you've got to see the new Donnie Osmond show. It's, fabulous. I heard that it was great. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. it yet, but I heard it was. Oh, great. it's, it's, it's a must see. And, you know, talking about 
music and Joseph and, and we were, you know, rivaling on the charts with, you know, his fabulous song, Soldier of Love and Rock On were kind of, you know, they were same time. They, they were boom, boom. They were, we were hot. We were like this, you know, you were and, first. And, and then I remember yeah, because I, yeah. I was in Minnesota and then I moved to green Bay and we were still playing rock on, on both stations. And then they did the whole thing with guess who this is. And they didn't say who the artist was because <laughs> he was yeah. trying to move past the stigma of being yeah, a teen idol, yeah. which now he rolls around in. You know? Oh yeah. He's, he, and he's great. He talks all about that and the show is fabulous, but it's so wonderful having those great experiences and, and reconnecting back to what I was just saying about the nostalgia and being back in LA and, and doing the show has been a wonderful experience. And I hope everyone gets a chance to listen to there'll never be another you. I'm also recorded a song. I, this is kind of weird. I recorded it way back when, and it's called wild Irish heart. Okay. Um, I never Which you're entitled it. to sing because you're Irish. Yes. And what's really crazy is I had no idea we'd be making a movie called Irish Wish. So look for Wild Irish Heart. That'll be in the uh, upcoming Netflix movie, uh, Irish Wish. It will be in the movie. That's yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the movie. And uh, it's a really fun movie starring Lindsay Lohan. And it, and Netflix will, uh, yeah, it's a Netflix movie. And that's going to be ne- early next, uh, early 2024, early right. spring. And if people want to find you online, keep up with you, how do we do that? Uh, Instagram, the real Michael Damien, uh, Michael Damien, I think rock on. Oh my gosh. Can okay. I put my glasses you, on? You, you never, uh, you never tweet <laughs> yourself. You never, uh, yeah, no, I try to not do that. It sounds painful. It does. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what my Twitter is. Is that terrible? Okay. That's, hang on. Yeah. So do you have oh, a Michael Damien one? Michael Damien Michael one. Damien one. Yeah. yeah, I'm verified okay. on all of them on Facebook. And there's also Michael Damien Rock on on Facebook. But right. yeah, just look for the blue check. And, blue check. and you've got the, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, sir. What a pleasure it's been to uh, to reminisce with you. And, uh, Thank you, you know, I think the song title is perfect because uh, there'll never be another you. So how about that? Okay, Thank sir. You so much. You're the Have best an awesome uh, rest of the week. You're, and you're great, buddy. Time. Rock on, buddy. Take care. We'll see you. There goes uh, that guy. And we will play his uh, new single for you in just a couple minutes. In the meantime, though, this is the one that uh, gave away to a sheet metal salesman. <laughs> Ended up going number one. It's Rock On and Michael Damien. You're awesome. Thank you, Wayne.
Bud Begsy, a question. Where were you in 89, huh? 89, 90. Those are good years for Michael Damien. Just good years, period, I think. You know, it's funny how the time you're in never seems like the good old days until they're the good old days, right? Uh, just enjoyed that visit, as you could probably tell. I just uh, really liked that guy a lot. And we spent some good times together back then. I hadn't really talked to him, though, for a while. So good to reconnect with Michael. I tried. You young and the restless people, I want you to know. And you you hit me hard today uh, with the emails and the texts about, you know, can I find out? Can I get the scoop? And I tried. He wouldn't give it to me. So I I don't know. Is there a thing with him and Cricket still? Is that is there a spark? Is there? I mean, she's with somebody else. I don't know. I can't keep up. It's good to have him back, though. And you you heard him say, again, not giving anything away whatsoever. But he did say there was a piano in the room there at the memorial service. So we'll just leave it at that. Michael Damien, appreciate the time. Last night, we uh, we had a great time with a guy by the name of Craig Shoemaker and uh, encore presentation of that discussion. Uh, a little convo with Craig coming up in just a bit. He's coming to town, by the way. He's going to be at the uh, Jimmy Kimmel comedy club which is a great place to see a show you gotta love las vegas and you know what when it comes to real estate in nevada any market is your market you hear the whole it's a buyer's market it's a seller's market it's it's your market okay schofield realty has the team and the tools to make any market work for you wherever you are whether it's Henderson or North Las Vegas, Mount Charleston, Summerlin, Lake Las Vegas, Boulder City, Anthem, Arts District. You want to be downtown. You want to be in Pahrump. They got you covered. Schofield Realty, first-class service, transparency, integrity. He's a Padres fan, but we won't hold that against Kirby. Uh, if you're a real estate agent and you're out there and you're doing pretty good, but you're not doing as great as you would like to be, or if you're somebody who's always wanted to be a realtor, and you said, I could be a great agent if somebody would just give me a shot. I just need my shot. Well, you can get it because Schofield Realty wants you to join their award-winning team. They are seriously looking for agents right now. They have got a culture that is like no other. And believe me, there's a difference. There's those other real estate agents. See, they're calling me right now. They're like, hey, Wayne, can I be a real estate agent? So we'll get back to you. But yeah, what they do is they get together and they become almost like a family. I've seen it in in person. It's kind of cool. And the other agencies just as I was saying before the phone rang there, they don't they don't have that. So you can have fun, you can make real money doing what you love with the benefit of a proven system with an organization that does believe in training and empowering you so that you can be the absolute best you can be. So whether you are buying, whether you're selling, or maybe even interested in joining the team, doesn't matter. You just need to discover the difference. It's the Schofield Realty difference, and I want you to reach out right now. It's Kirby, K-I-R-B-Y, for you. That's Kirby, the number four, the letter U, dot com. Or you call 702-766-9538. Again, it's 702-766-9538. 702-766-9538. 9538 for Schofield Realty. Hey, listen to this. Share Life Vacations has a special treat for you. It's a free three-day, two-night getaway to either magical Orlando or exciting Las Vegas. It's your choice. 
absolutely no strings attached. ShareLife will also include a second vacation to your choice of over 30 additional popular resort destinations. Now, we can't give everyone a fantastic prize package like this, so to make it fair, we're going to ask you a trivia question. You get it right, you'll win it all. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. This movie is about a British Secret Service agent who is frozen in time in the 1960s. Was that movie Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery? Press 1. Diamonds are forever. Press 2. Lethal weapon. Press 3. Got it? Well, then call 855-301-8586. 855-301-8586. That's 855-301-8586. Jumpers Jungle Family Fun Center is an indoor children's jump and party space in Las Vegas located at 2050 South Rainbow Boulevard. Kids of all ages can come and jump on our bouncers, race through the obstacle courses, speed down the mega slides, slam dunk into the basketball hoops, and much more. Are you looking for that perfect birthday party venue? Look no further. Jumpers Jungle has a party package that will fit your needs. Check out the open play schedule online at jumpersjungle.com or call 702-463-JUMP. It's time to jump your way to fun at Jumpers Jungle on the corner of Oki and Rainbow. The best choice for convenience, comfort, and value, My Place Hotels are ideal for both short-term and long-term travelers. The rooms at My Place features pillow-top mattresses, microfiber bedding, and a variety of soft and firm pillows. All extended-stay rooms offer their own kitchen, which includes a full-size refrigerator and a cooktop. On-site laundry facilities are also available for extended stays at pet-friendly My Place Hotels. Book your stays online at MyPlaceHotels.com, My Place Hotels, St. George, and West Jordan, Utah. Make My Place your place. Hi, I'm Sheldon, the owner of Solid Motor Cars. I've spent over 30 years in the retail car business. It is all about the vehicles, but more than that, it's about the people. And my team and I are proud to bring to you what we believe is the finest experience in buying a pre-owned car. With great credit, we can get super low interest rates. But if you've had some challenges, we're experts in that field, and we can get almost anybody approved. Come down to Solid Motor Cars and take a look at our vehicles. They come with a six-month, 6,000-mile warranty. So when you get a vehicle from Solid Motor Cars, you can feel confident that that vehicle is a quality, properly reconditioned vehicle that will serve you and your family for years to come. So for all your automotive needs, whether it's a new car, truck, or SUV, or if it's repairs, service, and maintenance, solid wheels, solid deals, solid people. Coming down to meet the crew, my name's Sheldon. I'm the owner here. I'd love to help you any way that I can. 3024 East Fremont Street, 702-820-1444. Live from Las Vegas, this is the Wayne Coy Show. Hey, it's good to have you on board. Today is a holiday. I did not know this, but it is. I'm going to tell you what holiday it is in just a second. But first, we're talking about Kirby there and his real estate. Kirby Schofield, Schofield Realty, one of the great fine friends of the show. In fact, maybe our best friend. Just go out there and say that, okay? Um, so Kirby's in that business. I don't think, though, that he has ever thought about offering up this kind of incentive. Okay, listen to this. So we're looking at this house to buy right now, and I think we're sold. If you buy the house, you get $200 of free tacos with the purchase. You ready? That's hilarious. I think we're uh, going to buy it just because of that. Okay, Kirby, if you're listening, free tacos, apparently that's the catch. Uh, that's a, a couple up in Idaho <laughs> who are, you know, just doing some house shopping in Boise. And they said, 
we want to buy this house because we get free tacos. So that's important. We talk a lot about uh, AI on the show. That's artificial intelligence, not Alan Iverson. All right. And in fact, uh, Justin, who is a uh, program director here at the station, he's been having some fun. He Every day he goes on, he goes, give me a description of the Wayne Coy show. And then AI just does its thing and it writes out this like huge. I mean, it's paragraphs, plural, right? And it's pretty on the money. So you're kind of like, are they listening? Is that how they know? They're listening. All right. So it works out pretty well in that regard. But what about if AI were to replace the job of the person who's responsible for writing the fortunes in the fortune cookies? What about that? Here are your fortune cookie predictions written by artificial intelligence for the four people completing the meal. You will achieve great things just as soon as you close all 37 of your open browser tabs. Optimization of algorithms will lead to exponential growth in success probabilities. Your future is so bright, you might need to turn down the brightness on your computer screen. Your future is looking up, unless you're staring at your smartphone, in which case it's looking down. Those are your artificial intelligence generated fortune cookie predictions. Wishing you a great day as per my programmed protocol for social interaction. Okay, I think there's still some work to be done there. I don't think they quite have that down, but uh, it's everywhere. Everywhere you look, artificial intelligence is a thing. Well, I told you today is a holiday and it is. Uh, we want to wish you, if nobody has done it yet, let me be the first to wish you a happy National Grilled Cheese Day today. Good morning, people. What on earth is that? It looks like a grilled cheese sandwich. Is it? It is. Today is National Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day. Today yeah. we celebrate an American classic. It is National Grilled Cheese. Ooey, gooey, warm and delicious. It's National Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day. Love grilled cheese sandwiches. It's just good old comfort food. It's showtime. I do like a grilled cheese sandwich, I got to tell you. And it's funny because we were just talking about Idaho and Boise. Uh, you know, I had a, an adventure there. I got to go live uh, with my sister and my brother-in-law for a couple of months and uh, hang out at a radio station there. It didn't work out, but whatever. We did the most important thing you can do when you're in Boise, which is go to the restaurant that serves only grilled cheese sandwiches. Okay, and they got all kinds of ways to do it. You would be surprised at what they can put together, with starting with some cheese. In fact, the most expensive sandwich ever is back for national grilled cheese sandwich day quintessential grilled cheese sandwich so we start with bread and this is not your ordinary bread this is a french pullman loaf that is baked with dom perignon champagne 24 carat edible gold flakes we're going to take a little bit of white truffle oil just baste the bread then we are going to slather it in grass-fed butter that's infused with white truffles. This cheese here is Cacio Cavallo Portolico cheese, and the sandwich is ready. It's what? It's Cacio Cavallo. I've never even heard of that cheese. I couldn't pronounce that cheese, but that is uh, Chef Joe Calderon and his $214, I'm not kidding, $214 grilled cheese sandwich. That's how much it would cost you if you wanted to buy that sandwich. National Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day. They will make a holiday out of just about anything, I think. Grilled cheese. Yeah. I hope you're ready, because we got a date. I just can't wait to get 
put you on my plate. Grilled cheese sandwich. I think I'm going to make another grilled, 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 grilled. Hi there, this is Kirby Schofield, Schofield Realty here in Las Vegas. Real estate is always changing. Be it a buyer's market, a seller's market. At Schofield Realty, it's your market. Buying or selling, we have the team and the tools to work the market so it works for you. We are excited that we're on the Wayne Coy Show. Our results blessed us with the Zillow Flex Partnership roughly about two years ago due to our consistent conversion and customer service scores. With conversion, that means we can close. And with our customer service scores, you know you're going to get the best service possible. We're always looking for agents led by mentorship, resources, and experience. We are your guide. Find us, kirby4u.com. That's K-I-R-B-Y, the number four, the letter U.com. Kirby4u.com or call 702-766-9538. Again, 702-766-9538. Shopping is always easy with the Radio Shopping Show. Whether it's shopping during any one of our live shows right here on AM 1400 or listening live on the KSHP app, you can always call in at 702-221-7283 to pick up great deals with your favorite host. Or shop 24-7 at KSHP.com. Go to KSHP.com and select Shopper's Guide to browse hundreds of businesses featured on the show. Place your order online and we'll have it shipped right to your front door. With so many possibilities, it's hard not to shop. My name is Michael Stefanski, and I am the owner and founder of Sin City Custom Suits, custom clothing concierge. I help gentlemen get into clothes that fit them like they're supposed to, that they pick out themselves and we craft together. 600 different suit fabrics to pick from, about 40 measurements to make sure the suit's going to fit you right. Then we decide, do you want two buttons on the front, three buttons on the front, how many on the sleeve, do you want like a custom photo lining for the inside? out of your jacket, any number of different things that you can think of. This is all about what do you want? And and when you ask guys, what do you want? They don't know because they've never given been given the option before. Because I help men look as absolute best as they can. It's transforming people's lives. If you've never had a suit that fits you right, you have no idea how much confidence it gives you. That's the important part. 702-767-2478. Instagram at Custom Suit Guy. Sin City Custom Suits The Klondike Casino is a friendly local spot that features their signature restaurant, the Klondike Grill, serving up fresh food fast. Open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner just off the 95 Freeway on Sunset Road in Henderson. You will find the Klondike Casino, featuring all your favorite games from the Strip in the comfort of a neighborhood casino. You can place a bet at their full-service sports book or start your day with a breakfast plate that comes with your choice of potato and toast. Or check us out for lunch or dinner and try one of our many sandwiches, like the popular beer-battered fish sandwich or the Philly cheesesteak. Check out the full menu at klondikesunset.com Now back to the Wayne Coy Show. Hey, good to be back and thanks again to Michael Damian, our guest from earlier in the hour. That was a great conversation. We almost got a scoop by the way. I was working it. I'm not, again, I'm not the young and the restless guy. I'm just, just not me. But I sensed an angle and I thought, well, if we come at it from this direction, he's just going to spew and the plot thing will get given up, and then all the Young and the Restless people that are following the Danny Romilotti story, they would all be a net lie. I'm talking to you. They would all be, um, they'd all be just blown away because they got a scoop, right? Wrong. 
I think he learned long ago that in the world of soap operas, you don't uh, you don't give it up. You just don't. They keep it all very close to the vest. And as I told him, and I don't know how you are with this stuff, but just the the amount of dialogue. I mean, I hadn't watched an episode of any soap opera, let alone Young and the Restless, until today. And I'm watching because I wanted to be, you know, in the know. And the amount of dialogue is, it's just, it's, it almost goes without saying, they talk on those shows, right? And they're always telling you who the people are because if you're just tuning in, you need to know their name. So I'm sort of, you know, following the plot line pretty darn quick, but it's an amazing amount of dialogue. So that's, that's a lot of lines to learn. And, and I said to Michael uh, that, you know, the, the ability to, memorize that much because they don't get any notice either they get it like the day before and they have to have it memorized for rehearsal and then address rehearsal and then they go then they they tape right so boom 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 all within a day um just blown away not just by michael but any of those actors that can do that on the fly i uh i'm jealous maybe because when i was acting you know we were talking about that last night but you know way back when when i was doing that i was notorious for, for not being able to memorize my lines to the point where I got yelled at by our director uh, on more than one occasion because I was still carrying my book on stage. But you know what? When it came time to be opening night and do my thing, I knew all of my lines. Well, most of them anyway. All right, we promised you we would play this. This is the new but old Michael Damien song written by his brother Larry and featured on... I don't know, maybe a TV show or something. I didn't say that. I did not say that. Never be another you. I have a life. I live a life. It's more like living day to day just to get by. And it's okay. Cause I get through. Be another you I've got my friends They're always there And someone special That I know who really cares But late some nights A voice cries through me 
Michael Damien, who was our guest earlier this hour. Great again to catch up with him. If you missed the interview, don't worry. It will be everywhere that you can find a podcast literally on Earth, uh, starting probably about half an hour after the show is done tonight. And then, of course, uh, you'll be able to watch it anytime you want on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Live from Las Vegas, this is the Wayne Coy Show. Hey, it wouldn't be the Wayne Coy Show without, you know, some technical issues. We're having them every day. Kind of count on it. That's all right. There's there's a thing called Mercury Retrograde, which I really don't know anything about at all, except for it has something to do with Mercury being in retrograde. What does that mean exactly? I don't know. But when it is... Stuff like this is not supposed to work. And that's been the case pretty much every day since we started here. But nice to have you on board. Good to have you. Hi. I want to share with you something really cool. In this day and age where you almost never see good customer service, I want to give credit where credit is due. It's easy to bitch when things don't go well. Oftentimes, though, it's about catching somebody in the act of of doing something right. So I want to share this with you. Uh, just the other night, uh, I think it was a Friday and two weeks ago, Friday, two weeks ago, ordered pizza, right? And we ordered it from a good pizza place called Grimaldi's Brick Oven Pizza, Pizzeria. And uh, this is the rainbow location. So we ordered the pizza from Grimaldi's and they did not, and I'm going to repeat now, they did not send us the right pizza. Happens, Okay. I just couldn't deal with the jalapenos. Otherwise, I would have probably not said a word. But anyway, I called them up and I said, hey, you got half the order right. The the other pizza, though, is wrong. They said, well, listen, uh, Mr. Coy, we will make it up to you. And boy, did they. They sent a gift card and this note. And I want to read it. Uh, it says, Mr. Coy, so very sorry for our mistake Friday evening, giving you the wrong pizza. I understand how disappointed you must have been. Please accept this gift card to use on your next visit to allow us to redeem ourselves, okay? Pay no attention to the wording on the card. Uh, it'll take up to $25 off your next purchase. Thank you for your support for Grimaldi's, and please take care and stay safe. Sincerely, Chelsea Brophy. She's the manager there at the Rainbow location. So again, I wanted to tell you, you know, sometimes people do some good stuff, and I think it's important that we acknowledge when they do. Oh, man. I was a screwed-up kid, too. I didn't know what things were. Stuff like serial killers. I wouldn't even go in that aisle at the supermarket. 
I, I get out of the car. Gee, you're on your own here, Ma. <laughs> Look out for that Lucky Charms guy. I was a little mixed up. Tampons. Didn't know what the hell they were. Six years old. I thought there were sticks of dynamite. I swear. To God. I used to light the string and try to blow up my sister's room. Gotta get new tampoons. <laughs> we had so many females in our house. We had boxes of these things. I thought my mother was a terrorist. I used to show my friends, look in that closet. She's a supplier. We could blow up a building with all those tampoons. We tried to blow up a building. We lit the whole box on fire. Right. <laughs> it was the wrong time of the month to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's uh, there's some uh, classic. We'll call that classic, uh, Craig Shoemaker. Hey, Craig, can you first of all can you hear us? Okay, is everything cool? You got I us. I hear you fine. I was just. I the worst thing you could ever do is play somebody's old stuff. The stuff. Yeah, I I thought I don't even think I hit puberty at that time. Uh, actually, we checked. You had. You were 13 when you did that. <laughs> nice to see you, sir. Good to see you. I'm glad I semi worked out my technological issues. You did. I'm, I'm on the information super cul-de-sac. I am. <laughs> I'm not a player in the tech world. Uh, well, it worked, so that's the main thing. Well, know? it didn't work. I'm on my cell phone, so I hope you can hear me okay. Uh, yeah, we hear you fine. And and thank you again for being here, uh, Craig. I first saw you live back in like 2007. Okay, and I had just heard about you and about you and about you. My niece was in love with the love master okay <laughs> and uh and then you came to town you were at uh, Tom, I, I Tommy hope, T's. i hope she's age appropriate to love the love master <laughs> well i don't know if she was then but it doesn't matter now statute of limitations so um <laughs> yeah it was at tommy t's in pleasanton if you remember yeah, yeah i remember i was on your radio show back then <laughs> yes you were and now you're on my radio show again so there you yeah, go i know i'm I, my career just keeps on uh Flatlining. <laughs> is, I was going to say, is there a trajectory? Okay. So you're from uh, Philadelphia. I think that's yeah, pretty pretty well known. And you've been doing this for how long, Craig? I've been doing it since junior year of high school. The, do the math. It's been a long time. I, hey, listen, I put myself through college. Uh, I, I actually performed in college. Um, one time I got so many parking tickets from parking in the president of the school in his parking lot with my 66 Cadillac ambulance. I had a it looked like a you know Ghostbusters, yeah. Blakely Burrow, bright orange. What was cool about it is I would travel 300 miles on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, and everyone moved over, assuming I was a real ambulance. Yeah, they didn't know. No, and then if they didn't, I would go rrr, rrr, just to <laughs> give a little boost. Right, and then and then um, I had so many tickets I couldn't afford them, so I performed at the inaugural ball of President Watkins of the school. And doing my patented celebrity smoking pot routine. That goes over really well with a black tie affair. We it don't, was, it, just so you know, we don't have a recording of that. So there's no chance we're going to play that. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Cause I ended up on the floor doing curly from the three stooges stone. And they got out of all the tickets. Isn't that so funny I, how that I've works? Been a pro professional ever since high school. I've been paid to do this and. Obviously, it's led to other things as well with the acting and, you know, the producing. I got a couple shows on TV now, and it's just been an amazing ride. Yeah. 
And you never see yourself not doing this, right? I mean, this is, it's just in you and it's who you are. Well, it's funny you should say that. I did retire for a minute, but I forgot that stand-up comedy does not have a pension plan, <laughs> does not have a union. Right. And we really are true independents. It's amazing to me how people knock the comedians or try to cancel us based on a, like a one-line joke you don't understand or care to. And they don't understand. We're here for you. We don't have any support. There's no laughter lobby. Right. There's nothing to do with laughter in Washington. That's It's the opposite, if anything. There's, FCC tries to shut us down. It's amazing to me that they, drug companies get away with anything. You know, I'm talking to my kids the other day. We're watching sports. I didn't have a dad, so it's a big moment for me. Commercial comes on. Do you have erectile dysfunction? <laughs> my kid turns to me and goes, do you, Dad? Thanks, <laughs> thanks for the hallmark moment, Viagra. Yeah, no kidding. And did you, you, know, you, did you tell them? But they're all working. No, I did not tell them I had any erection problems. Okay. I, I said to them, okay. listen, I don't know much about it. I went to the uh, <laughs> I went to the pharmacist to investigate Viagra. I said to him, can I get it over the counter? He goes, yeah, I guess if it take two or three, sure. <laughs> so here we are subjecting us to explaining erections to our children, but we can't say a little curse on television, and they're showing kids rape, molestation, schoolyard shootings, and wars. But God forbid, if I drop an F-bomb, people are going to take me down. And it goes to show you how backwards we are in the world. Do you yeah. think your kid's going to be affected by my F-bomb? No, of course not. He's dropping them like crazy in middle school. Right. So it, it's just, it's all backwards. We should support the comedians. I'm all about that. I actually have a, a coaching program. I coach one-on-ones. I love it. I teach everyone how to bring more humor into your life. Right. Now I've seen that. So Craig, walk me through how that works because I'm a, I'm a person who's maybe having a hard time in my life, which I am. And I decided, okay, I need to inject laughter to make life better. What do you teach me in that class that, that I, I will be able to do that? I give them fun assignments. So it, it occupies your mind and your, spirit with something that's positive for you because laughter oxygenates your body it relieves stress if you're feeling stressed you can't be stressed or depressed while you're laughing literally they can't exist in the same space watch this i'm depressed (laughs) (laughs) am i depressed in that Um, moment no i'm absolutely not you can't be laughter is incredible medicine we we have to encourage others to allow us to express ourselves so i give people fun assignments so you can have a personal take on things. You offer more humor to every situation you're in. You can command any room. It's great for relationships. By the way, women always say they want a sense of humor. Not sure that's true. They do but say I've it, never, though. I've been doing comedy for years. I never see them in the front row throwing panties at me. Tell another joke, comedy boy. Ooh, talk about your minivan. Yeah. <laughs> How come the cover of People magazine, The Sexiest Man Alive, is never carrot top of the Wayans Brothers? Never is. <laughs> no. But, it, but the point is... Everybody who laughs feels better. You're more magnetic. You're more of an attraction if you can make people laugh. And I teach people that anyone can do this. Mm -hmm. I have a formula that's absolutely fail-safe. Our graduating class just happened. I see one-on-one clients and also course. And it is magnificent what's going on. I feel better about this than even doing stand-up for all these years. And I get standing ovations, sellout. No, this is really... This is a value that's going to pass on and plant seeds, and we've got to do this in America right now. We're too divided. I agree. 
Yeah, and that's yeah. what it's going to take, too. Starting to take ourselves maybe a little bit less seriously, right? Yeah, take laughter seriously. D- there you go. Now, did you come up with this whole concept, like, during the pandemic when you couldn't yeah. perform even if you wanted? Well, I yeah, man, I'm telling you, I've spent two years, you know, doing shows with no pants on. I mean, this is great. I'm back on the road again. Thank you, Kimmels, by the way. Playing Kimmels. And, yeah, you're, yeah, I have them on now. I have, I've learned my lesson. Once I got up during a meeting... You know, with my ass show, and that was that was not. Good. We've but seen anyway. too many of those, right? They go viral where the guy gets up in the middle of the meeting, yeah, and he's he's wearing, you know, his boxers, and all yeah, of a sudden yeah. everybody's like, ah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, that was, and I was doing backyard shows. I played Harrison Ford's backyard where he raised his kids, like his old backyard in Venice, that's cool, California, in front of a pool, <laughs> and the other the, the other. The people were on the other side of the pool. The audience was, and there was like a bridge, and it was all I kept pictures. Harrison Ford yelling at his kids, "Do another lap, damn it! <laughs> Come on, can we?" <laughs> I, just, I was just about, and I was just thinking, so surreal. It was outdoors, and some guy, some guy put a big air biscuit out there so loud that all the, the comic on stage went, "What the hell just happened?" Goes, it was me, dude. This is what we went through during the pandemic. People lost all sense of self. No decorum we out of our minds. Think about what we did during the pandemic. The the silliness. I was on a beach with my kids, and the police are uh, freezing. Stop right there! Stop right there! Get off of the beach! I'm glad to put my hands in the air. I'm on the beach with air. It's right. air. We want air. But you're That's in California. You. You're in the People's Republic of California. It's not oh, allowed. My- Oh yeah, do you think that you know the whale's going to put the virus out of his blowhole and, and it's going to go over to me a couple miles away? What is wrong with people? Right. Hey, listen, Vegas was no better. I I went there and they put a mask on, that, but then when I went to the restaurant, they put a fifty dollars steak in front of me. Oh, no COVID, no mask. Funny how that happens; just goes away, right? It goes away. I was walking around Vegas with a chicken bone. Look, I'm building a perimeter. There's no COVID <laughs> near me. I have food. I have food. Uh, <laughs> this is the perfect virus protector. Yes, it is. <laughs> it, it's, it, we went out of our minds during this thing. And um, I, I'm telling you, I am on the road now. I don't want to be on the road. But my after quarantine, my family wants me on the road. My wife, she books my gigs now. She calls Guam. He'll take bus fare. Get him out. <laughs> my kids, uh, I walk in, they turn their chairs like the judges on The Voice. Oh, here he is. <laughs> but now yeah. they're coming towards you or they're turning away from dad oh no they're turning away they reject me i'm singing solo with, with no coach they, <laughs> the uh it's how, the how old are the kids definitely now, had an effect on everyone but the effect it had on me is i did a pivot and i said i'm going to help the world through the healing powers of laughter i've had the laughter heals foundation for all these years my best friend got brain cancer they gave him three months to live right and I started these laugh for life programs where I did guided laughitation. I added chuckle chatter recently where you don't need jokes. You just laugh. And he showed up for all of it, all the prescriptions. I said, go to comedy clubs. Let's exchange funny movies. Let's exchange funny sitcoms. Isn't that a funny thing to do or a fun thing to do with people? Absolutely. Hey, what's your favorite sitcom? And he said, oh, my God. He started talking about the episodes. He started doing impressions of Archie Buck or whatever. It's an amazing way to live. He he was given three months to live. He lived 15 years past the three-month prognosis. Wow. I'm adding laughter. And I made him laugh on his deathbed. Would you say that that's what kept him going? That's what sustained him? That's what There's helped not, him? He would no say doubt, right? There's not even a question. Even when things were bad, we were in Philadelphia, our hometown, watching a game. And he stands up 
and a Philadelphia behind him goes down in front, asshole. You know, and then we're going. We whisper to the guy. He has cancer. He's having a seizure. I don't care. Sit down. Philly fans gotta love him. Yeah, he's their cancer. My ass. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, we laughed about it. He died like nine times during those years, and it was always we ended up laughing at him. It's are oh, you gonna die again today, Gold? And we we, we listen. That's what kept him alive. He had a will to live because he had laughter in his life. Otherwise, what the hell do we live for? Sure. Depression? Do we live for anxiety? Do we live for negativity? Do we live to hear somebody else's political views? No, we're not living for that. Mm-hmm. We live to have joy, love, light, and levity. That's what I teach on my Winning with Humor course. We teach love, light, and levity. That's what we bring to the world. Hey, Craig, do you think most people come to you already possessing the ability to laugh? Or are they people that just lost their sense of humor somehow and it has to be like awakened in them? I'd say some of them come to me where there's something that's dark and even traumatic that they're not dealing with. And I I give them skills. I mean, these are life skills that I go through. I mean, it's a real program and fun assignments. It's eight weeks and you, you got to work it. You got to do this. And it's not even, I call them fun assignments. A woman just the other day in graduation, she would say, thanks for calling it a fun assignment. Because I was always locked by homework when I was a kid, yeah. stressed out by the word homework. She goes, well, I'm just going to have some fun today. And I say, write down uh, what makes you unique. So people write down what makes them unique. It could be I put butter on my peanut butter. I mean, whatever it is. Do you really? Everybody has uniqueness about them. And Go why back. not embrace that? And that's a conversation starter. That's a com- that's energizes any conversation. You talk about what makes you unique. Do you really put butter on your peanut butter, though? I do. I do. I want to be honest with you. I just make that up for the joke. I, no, I, no, that's not. That's it's. It's too random to for it to not be real. Exactly. And you know what? The guy that just stayed here, I, one of my clients stayed overnight. I don't recommend that to anybody, by the way. I'm not saying that I have a you know a sleepover session with me, but he happened to fly in and we worked together, did hard work. He's doing a TED Talk, and I'm helping him with his TED Talk. Wow. And uh, he said he puts butter on his peanut butter. See? So I'm not alone. You're not alone. Hey, what's, yeah. your, what's your shirt say? Unwoke AF. And we know what that stands for. <laughs> so you're, you're not woke. Is there, a, is there a part of that whole thing that's just irritated you beyond belief? I, I'm yeah, because say yes. it's, other, it's other people deciding who is awake and who's not. It's very arrogant. Like, you're going to say... Just based on the, the the issues that you choose, you're, so you're going to choose the issues. There's no other nuance. There's no other opinions. There's no other thoughts. Right. No other experiences right. except for yours. So you're now arrogant enough to say something so uh, condescending as saying, "I am woke and you are not." Right. So I'm I'm embracing. It. I'm unwoke AF, baby. Exactly. All day, I all night. Shirts. By the way, these are on sale now. You are they? CraigShoemaker.com or winningwithhumor.com and get yourself an unwoke AF mug or a t-shirt. We, we got to wear this proudly. And a lot of people are upset with me. I'm, I'm happy they are because I'm waking you up yes. to another whole other world. I mean, I left that world. I left that world of righteousness, trying to tell people who what their cause should be, what ribbon they should wear, what country they should support. No, nobody's going to dictate. We listen to our insides, our true self. That's what I teach is genuine energy flow, who we are originally. We are born in the light. We're born with laughter. We're born with joy. And so other people put us in lines. Here's how you need to be. Yeah, no That's, doubt. But it, it goes on. For, everybody does this. It's arrogance of, you know, parents do it. Teachers do it. Here you get a grade for your compliance. 
No, comedy is so raw and real and truthful. People are afraid of us. It's kind of like we're like Toto from The Wizard of Oz. We pull that curtain. There's somebody back there, a big Pay no attention. Exactly. Pay no attention to the man behind it. That's what the whole world is right now. Pay no attention. That's why we deflect over to here to this cause that we want you to, you know, and if you don't, oh, don't pay. And then we'll cancel you. We're going to cancel you. Yeah. You know what? Cancel my ass. I'm going out. I'm doubling down. I'm doubling down on this because I know I got the truth. And my, I have the truth of my experiences. My whole act is all my experiences. I had an experience with during COVID, a guy yelling at me with a put a mask on and his nose is sticking out. Now, I'm not going to make fun of him. What good is that? That's like putting a condom on your testicles, you jackass. <laughs> it is really. Way, it's I, the same I, effect. I have, another, yeah. I have another saying where you can get these shirts next week. I'm stuck between namaste and kiss my ass. Yeah, That's you don't, where I live. don't know right where to go. Somewhere right in between. Yeah, I live right there. A lot of us do. We try to be spiritual and good and kind. Yeah, that's great. And I am. You know, if the, if the term wasn't woke, if it was be empathetic, hey, I'm all over it. Yeah, I am empathetic towards, you know, people have been marginalized and things like that. But, but don't choose it for woke. me. And don't and don't decide because you didn't understand my words of my intent. Do not tell me what my intent is. You can't do that. They'll say you did this because you're you know, like a, you know. no. You don't know my intent. Right. How about ask me for clarification or find out where the joke is instead of tr- trying to cancel me from even any of your sense of humor that you have. People are losing their sense of humor because they're losing their sense of self. They're programmed by society, of course, mass media. And by the way, my head is so full now because of everybody's self-obsession. They think we need to know everything about them, everything they ate today. So my my hard drive is full. I got to scratch that question now. I can't ask you that. Valuable, valuable stuff has to leave my head to have your crap enter so to make room. I had a guy come up. This is a new custom last 20 years. My name is Cade. I'll be your waiter. I go, do I have to memorize your name? You just replaced my social security number. Don't come with the specials. I'll lose my Gmail password. <laughs> By the way, yeah. speaking of passwords, I spent half my life arguing with artificial intelligence about the strength of my password. Right. Okay. Yeah, who are they to tell you it's not strong? Oh my God, not strong enough. You need a symbol. You need a sign. How's this pound, pound, pound my ass jerk off? Yeah, are you kidding me? Stop it. And that one got through, by the way. It did. Pound, pound my. <laughs> yeah, I bet it did. I don't even want to know how you spelled it. So I, I asked you earlier, and I don't know if you heard me, but your kids uh, are instrumental in your life. How old are they now? I have a 24. He's getting his master's back east. Another one's in school back east. He's 18. And the two that live with me are 13, old soul kid. He's about 79 years old. And my nine-year-old, unbelievably creative daughter. And they they are real sparks for me. I'm trying to get in shape so nobody says, hey, is that your granddaughter? Yeah, don't let them do that. Yeah, I went for my first run in years. About two blocks in, someone pulls their car and yells out, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) I just got in. Another day. Hey, the beanie works, too. That kind of looks, that keeps you a little younger, right? Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I still have hair. Look at that. Wow. As <laughs> as do I, but a lot less of it than when I met you. Oh, I know. My, my sure. I always hear, uh, you know, my wife makes me feel, she goes, oh, your hair's, it's not, it's not, it's just thinning. She says, it's just, I go, it's not thinning, it's leaving. <laughs> it's not on, it's not on slim fast for hair. It's on the next bus. It's on its way yeah, out of town. It's, yeah, it's leaving. It's not coming back. I, I check out. 
You know, do you have artificial intelligence that hears our conversations? Like right after we're finished here, they're going to give me a hair growth ad is going to pop up. Am I right about that? Oh, of course. And it'll follow you for about three days. I said one thing about my penis to my friend who's my age. I go, hey, is everything working all right down there? I swear to God, check out the Phoenix. You don't have to go to urologist ever again. The Phoenix. The Phoenix. It's a jackhammer that you put on there <laughs> to wake everything up. Unbelievable. And it, it, it's listening to us right now. I'll get another Phoenix, the sequel, any second now, because I already have the first one. Phoenix. <laughs> I, you, you did not break down and buy that. I know you didn't. Oh, you did. Okay. Hey, I got to ask you this too. Uh, you had a post yesterday, I think, on Facebook where you're talking about how this all started for you when you were what? Would you like fourteen? Oh, I was in fourth grade. You're talking about the the oh, younger kind of tragedy that yeah. happened. Yeah, you were like eleven or twelve. Well, no, I was younger than that. I was nine. I no, not yeah, nine. I was nine years old, and we moved to a new school. But we were very poor. My dad left when I was born. Something I said. Wah. He was gone, and. uh so we used to, we we're so poor. I actually thought the word evict meant move. I thought they were the same word. <laughs> Mommy, here's the eviction truck. We pack up we're, and move again. Moving again. So we're in a new, a new place, another rental place. Finally on our own, no roommates, no uncles, no aunts. We were on our own. And I was in a new school, kind of a, kind of a rich neighborhood. We we're poor at bad clothes and the hand me downs. Anyway, I told one day, I didn't know many people. I told a story about my mom beating the hell out of me because I broke a glass uh, bottle. And she threw me around the room, beat me like a pinata. I was ready for like a, a Hershey bar to pop out. So, I mean, it was, so I told this, and the pl- place was laughing. Yeah. And I remember that feeling. It was like ethereal. It was this unbelievable feeling that became, I was like, my God. And I kept going. And they were laughing. And the teacher was trying not to laugh, but she laughed. And the next day, the teacher said, Craig's a big mouth, folks. This is not going to happen again. And it she, wasn't funny the next day. It was funny in the moment, though. In the moment, well, she couldn't help herself, and she couldn't do that to the class and stop them because they really were laughing. So the next day, she tied my hands behind my back for a full day in a closet. She locked me in a closet. Blue yarn. I'll never forget it. She goes, don't get off this box. Wow. And I think that was the moment where the big G up there or down here, wherever big G the spirit is. Yeah said, you keep going, Craig. You see what that did to people. People felt good when you were doing that. And I kept going. There's no guidance counselor, no teacher. Nobody says be a comedian. You're not pulled into the office and go, listen, you don't have a lot of choices here. You're going to be a stand-up comedian. Nobody does that. Yeah. There's no one encouraging. They're constantly canceling. Right-wing cancels us. Left-wing cancels us. Government cancels us. Uh, religions cancel us. Everybody cancels a comedian. They're deathly afraid of our truth because we are independent spirits. Sure. And we will not be controlled. So I kept going. Do you want me to tell the full story? Yeah, about please. You're nine of? years old. This just blew me away. Yeah, nine years old. Hands tied behind my back, blue yarn for an entire day. And I kept getting off the box and see her big thighs coming in her little mini, mini dress or whatever. And I look through the vent and I jump back on the box. I was so defiant. She's not going to tell me to stop. And I'm so happy she did. So many people have told me what the comedy has done for them. I mean, I'm still friends with this woman that came an hour after her mom passed away. She goes, what am I going to do? She's, she's gone. You know, so right. she came to the show and it helped her. The laughter heals and gold. I, I read it in your Facebook comments. These are people that follow you on Facebook that said, they said right there publicly for all to see, Craig, you got me through this. Yes, Craig, exactly. thank you for that. 
a guy who works yeah. for me, he said that his friend, uh, they came to see me 23 years ago, the Ontario Improv. They said, what are we going to do tonight? And, and, and um, I said, oh, look at this. I never heard of this guy. Let's go check him out. And they sat in the front row. They laughed their asses off. And the guy turned to my friend Gordon afterwards, who's now my friend. I didn't know him at the time. And he said, I have to be honest with you. I was going to, I was going to kill myself. And this oh. guy really, you know, but anyway, I'll tell you the story that really hit me. I was told to meet this pastor and I'm not, I'm a beat deeply into God, but religion, the dogma is a little rough for me. And some of the people have ruined it anyway. Uh, so I went to, and I'm not knocking anyone as religious, believe right. me. I'm, I am religious, if you will, but I mean, I'm very much into the highest power there is, the universe, all of it, love, divine love. I really, it saved my life. Literally, I was a drug addict, alcoholic, and it saved my life. So don't get me wrong. It's just that some of the people, as anything, any group has been ruined by, you know, I know Scientologists that are awesome, right? You do, but you see them on television, and what's that? I mean, I know the L. Ron Hubbard's son, and he's a great guy. Wow! So you, you can't just, you know, I know you know Catholics that are great, but there's priests that are diddling kids, right? So it's like it's not all religion, obviously. It's not all priests. It's not all anything in any group you ever can name—a Democrat, a Republican. It doesn't matter. It's not all. It's the individual, and sure. it's also people that buy into things that are false. Well, that's the and one that's bad apple work. thing, right? I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, everybody takes it on the chin when one person in a group does yes. something, and then yes. all all the good goes away, which is sad. Yeah, well, not for me because I'm I am good. You know, I'm a, I'm a good human being, and I and I constantly keep a, a keep a, a practice that keeps me good, and a lot of it has to do with more laughter and joy. So. I, got, I went and I spoke at this guy's church. My other friend invited me to Christian men's group. And afterwards, this, this pastor says, hey, I always wanted to meet you. Takes me to his office. He says to his daughter, he goes, this is Craig Shoemaker. She goes, is it really him, Dad? He goes, yes, it's really Craig oh, Shoemaker. Yeah. I thought that was a little odd. He goes up, he tells a story. He says, 28 years ago, he was studying to be a pastor, and he had a best friend who was his mentor. This, this guy is a little older than he was with wife and kids. And he had a girlfriend in Christianity, and she became pregnant, became his fiance. And he says, I'm going to take you to my parents. The parents said, you get out of here. You abort that child. You are disowned. We will never speak to you ever again. Get wow. out of this house. Wow. He walks out in shame, and she turns to him, and she goes, it's not even your child. It's your best friend's child. Completely betrayed Whoa. by the man who's teaching him Christianity. He's a married man, had an affair with his fiance, and all this time was a ruse. Anyway, he's co commit committing suicide. He was done with life, and he said he had it planned. He was going to drive off a cliff, make a left off this cliff. It was a perfect place to kill himself, and he didn't. A miracle occurred, and he was. I went to a concert that night. Kenny Loggins, my old friend, and I'm listening to Peace of Mind. He's doing that. I was feeling it already. He texts me. This pastor is my, you know, new buddy, and he says the reason I didn't drive off the cliff is someone handed me a CD of a comedian I never heard of named Craig Shoemaker. Whoa! And he said, "You saved my life, and I am with you forever." How do you handle that kind of news when somebody tells I you cry. that? I cry. I I did yeah. cry, and I and I. So the reason I told the fourth grade story is I went back to fourth grade in my memory. And I said, thank you, God, for giving me this blessing. For give, for, I'm so grateful that you allowed me to, to spread this laughter, spread this humor to people who are in need of it and thirst for it. And here's a man that literally tells his family all the time, now we're the best of friends. We walk together. I'm the topic of his sermons. I go to his church. And I told you, I'm not a religious guy. I took a friend there the other day who got baptized out of nowhere. He surprised me. I happened to have a shirt in the car. 
that said, be brave. I gave it to him when he got out of this pool. I mean, this is all happening, not on my time. It's a script that's divine. We can never predict what it is. But I do know that I was driven to do this, driven by a force that I cannot see. And thank God that happened. This man is alive. He has a family. They all thank me for his life. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not taking credit like I'm it's not that the credit goes to the big G, you know. Sure. And that was the design. And it happens for a lot of people. They'll tell me, you know, this family said we're here in such gratitude because my daughter listened to your CD all during her chemotherapy treatments. For It's just right to hear these things. That's what keeps me going. And other than that, I don't feel like getting going on the road. I don't feel like leaving my family. I want to be for all the little league games I coach because I get material from it anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, you probably got material from the baptism. Uh, you know, not not yet. Although it was jacuzzi, <laughs> it was a jacuzzi uh, temperature of the water. Uh, I like how you said not I, I yet, was, not I, yet. I, I was qualified. I was tempted to go in there. He said it was 103. I said, "Geez, I, I you know put some bubbles in there. I'm ready to go." <laughs> Uh, I love the story and it's redeeming because you, you probably, I'm sure you did had days where you're like, what am I doing? What's my purpose? I know I felt that way. And I had somebody come to me and say almost exactly, well, not exactly, but very close to what you said. And I had no clue. I would have never known if you didn't say, Hey, for, for two years, I was driving my wife in for therapy. And oh. cancer, cancer, same thing. He said the only thing that kept her together during that whole drive down the Altamont was listening yeah. to you every morning. And yeah. honestly, honestly yeah. I would have, I would have never known. That's, that's what I think is very sad about the, you know, the, 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 the death of radio. I feel I'm very, it's, I love radio. It's one of my favorite mediums. As a matter of fact, I got into radio one time and I was at the pinnacle of my career. People are on. You're a comedian. You're making a lot of money. Why would you want to do radio? Because yeah. I love radio. Yeah. They all th they thought it was a downward. No, I, it was up for me. I love connecting with people. I'm still friends with this this fan base in Charlotte where I nicknamed them all. They came to my show a few weeks ago in Charlotte, North Carolina. You know, there's there's a uh, groupie Greta and uh, Queen Jeannie and all these nicknames I gave them. Did you meet them and from the it, radio? This is from 2005. They still have the wow. nicknames. They still wow. stay in touch, you know, because you touch them. Yeah. But you and don't know it. That's my point is you, it's, it's all happening unbeknownst to you. You're just coming and doing your thing, whether it's on stage like you or behind a mic like me. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. And then you have somebody come up to you out of the blue, Craig, and say, you know what? My wife never laughed until she got in the car. And that's what kept her going for two years driving from, yeah. you know, Livermore to, Castro Valley. So that was pretty, yeah, pretty, exactly. pretty heavy to hear. Uh, I hear your, I know you just say you don't want to go on the road, but, uh, you're coming to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. End of, uh, end of April coming right up at Jimmy Kimmel's comedy club. I was just there earlier this year and it's a, uh, beautiful club. Yeah. And it's not a long trip. You can be home in a little league game the next day. No, not really. No, that, you know, that's, that's a, you know, goodbye. I'll be back on Monday. You know, that's uh, one of those things. Okay. Gotcha. So, but it's okay. It's okay. My kids understand. And every time they complain, I go, Hey, you know, that new, uh, computer game you have, you yeah. know, that new, you know, that new, uh, iPad. Well, daddy had to sling a few jokes to have that. Sure. Is that <laughs> what you're telling me? Sling a few. Yeah. <laughs> sling a few jokes. Yeah. I do a long show and I, you know, getting standing ovations. People really digging. I'm in the pocket right now. I'm in a really cool place. And it is a neutral place. I'm not in the left. I'm not in the right. 
I'm not going to talk politics. I'm going to talk reality and my experiences of life. And I'm not here to preach. I'm here to entertain you and maybe make you think a little bit and maybe think a little alternative than the way you're programmed or whoever you're watching, you know, whatever news station. You know, I tell people who study with me, don't watch the news. Yeah. Literally zero reason to watch the news. I stopped about a year and a half ago, and it's made a huge difference in my life. It because makes I, a big difference. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it really helps you in all of your health. I mean, it really, because all they're doing is trying to keep you in fear, and fear is not a good place for us to be. And I got obsessed with it. I'll admit it. I mean, yeah, me you know, too. I've come home, and I had immediately, what happened? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Me too. And then, you, then you'd switch to the other cha- channel to see... Their take, how it was different than the other channel and, and the other Completely network. different. Now, I have literally not watched one second of it. Yeah. And you know what? It still comes across. It'll come across in a feed if it's really important. But I want, you know, I watch, I watch Russell Brand. Russell Brand is Isn't a he surprising? Comedian. Like, I, I uh, never realized, first of all, that he was that political because he kind of is. But he's got opinions that are very refreshing and it's not right or left. It's just no. like, hey, what about this? What about that? It's because he's a truth guy. Like most great comedians, we're truth people. That's it. Yeah. And we're not going to be influenced. And he's and British. You know, everyone's influenced. It's all propaganda from both sides. Right. So there, it's propaganda. You just have to admit it and go, okay, I've been propagandized. You get out of denial. Yes, you have been. Be okay with it. Just say, yeah. Like you and I are going, yeah, we, we were... We were swayed for all those years. And guess what? We're also expressing our truth is we feel a lot better now that we don't. Yeah, true. And we're missing nothing. It's their news that they choose. They're only choosing news when it leads, it bleeds. That's what they choose to show you. Right. Don Henley's dirty laundry still exists. Absolutely. There's a whole other formula. They have a whole formula. It's to appeal to their sponsors. And the, the viewers that they're trying to get that have money. And this is all a formula. I'm not a part of a formula. I'm a part of life. And I'm going to contribute as best I can by adding laughter, having other people realize how they can have their own laughter and make their own laughter. I don't have to go to a comedy show or watch. You can make your own laughter all the time. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. I can make anybody into a comedian. I I know you can. Even you. you yeah, that's and that's a hard one. That That's an uphill climb there. Yeah. So, hey, I want Russell Brand's hair. That's what I want. The dude's got. Yeah. Up, yeah. He's, he's got, got a nice, mane. Nice, uh, it's a mane of hair. But that dude is, I watch him. And I just go, you know, sometimes, you know, I know that I'm really, really good at my craft and one of the tops, but I watch him and I go, oh, no, you're not. I mean, he's, he's fast. He is brilliant. So is Ricky Gervais. They're yeah. both brilliant. Unfortunately, they're both from England. We need some American smart people. Bill Burr, Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, those guys are geniuses too. Do you think that Chris it, Rock, Chris Rock, I know oh you love God. Chris Rock It's special. But he said uh, about Will Smith, he had something about, you know, punching him back is he played Muhammad Ali. I played Pookie in New Jack City, <laughs> <laughs> which is true. Yeah. 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 Uh, wow. Do you think uh, do you think it has something to do with the fact that they're not from here? I mean, you get uh, the Ricky point of view and the Russell point of view. Because they well, they have the benefit of not having grown up and been, you know, force fed whatever. I'm being I'm literally ad libbing this answer. I've never said this answer before. I'm really I'm coming from a reflective space. Of what would be the reason? Uh, and when you think of it, though, they, they really if they they are on par with Bill Burr and um, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock. Yeah. So 
there is that. And obviously, Pryor and Carlin come from here, and nobody from England compares to them. But if I were to come up with an answer, I'd say, well, part of it has to do with, look, the accent always sounds smarter. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah, they sound brilliant. You ever, notice, you ever notice the Oscars? If you're in an Oscar pool and you're voting for best actor, if there's a guy from England, vote number for him. one. Yeah. And if they're playing somebody with an affliction, that's number two. I swear, you know, of course, like my left foot. He could have done porno and that like, guy would have won. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, somebody and, he, and he had the accent too. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's really an advantage because people mm. think if you're from England, you're Shakespearean, you're smarter, and all that. Now that's a little bit of a theory. But Russell Brand but the, is smart, though. That's an intelligent guy. I, no, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Those both of them, both ultra intelligent. It could have to do with you know England's been around a much longer time than we have. Uh, you know they're much more mature. I mean maybe that has something to he's do with so maybe eloquent as well. System. I mean he's able to just speak What's it. That? He's eloquent when it comes out of his mouth. Uh, it's flowing. I mean he he took a guy down who's known as being smart on Bill Maher and he annihilated him. I loved it. John Heilman couldn't even speak. Right. I watched and, that. And this, I watched that clip, oh, yeah. It was awesome. I loved watching it because that guy is trying to defend M MSNBC as if they're above. That's what I'm talking about with the woke. It's like, okay, I'm with the, the good party. I'm with the good people, and you're all bad, and you're all stupid, and you're all fascist and all that. No, you're run by the same corporations, buddy. Sure, you're sure. a puppet, too. Yeah. And that's what Russell Crowe. Russell, Crow. Russell, Russell, Russell Brand is trying. To, <laughs> Russell Crowe's also smart. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, and skinny again, which is good. Well, uh, we got to go, Craig. But doggone it, I knew this would happen. It would be like over. It took wow, you ten. It took you ten minutes to get on, but once you fast. once you did, we did forty five without even blinking. Yeah, well, I was blinking away here. I'm in the yeah. bright light. But anyway, well, thanks for having me. Listen, uh, go to craigshoemaker.com winningwithhumor.com get yourself an unwoke AF t-shirt I'm going to all different sizes and also come see me if, if anybody's tuning in from somewhere else other than Vegas or California I'm all over the place just go to my schedule I'm in Hermosa Beach, California tickets are going to really sell out on that one that's on the 27th the last Thursday of the month then I go right over to Vegas for Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club in that mall area. Don't ask me the address. Yeah. But look it up. We know where All it right. is. Yeah. And I'm going to see you there, right? Yes, you are, sir. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, good Craig. To talk to you. Always good to talk to you. And thanks again for the inspiration and, and you know, making sure that laughter is a part of our lives because it's so important. Have Costco, you know Costco. I eat free food samples to save money. Anybody with me? Who's who eats a free food sample? Yes, we have no pride. That's free food. That's Costco dim sum, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I go back all day long. I chowing down. I send my kids in. Get that in meatball. <laughs> I don't care if you don't like meatballs. I've been back five times. I gotta recognize me. Get me meatball. <laughs> the other day, apparently, I went back too many times. The woman cut me off like I'm a drunk. <laughs> This Asian woman, she chopping the food. Oh, not you again. Go away. No, you pig. No more meatball. Stab me with a fork over a meatball. I wouldn't be denied. I double back in disguise. Oh. I wish I was making that up.
the, the people who eat the samples. Do you ever have a conversation with the server? You act like you want to know where the food's located in a store to make them feel better. Wow, wow, that was fabulous ravioli. Where do I find that? Oh, frozen food, I'm gonna go get some. Yeah, right, I had a pound for free. I ain't buying that Kirkland gut bomb in a bag. They're against us, guys. Women are against us, I'm telling you. You know when I really found it out? The wedding gifts that you get. Yeah, you're laughing, ladies. You buy them for other women. It's supposed to be for the couple. That's right, I opened up these gifts. I wanted cash back. That's what I wanted. Instead, women buy these little foo-foo gifts. I open it up in front of people. That was a big mistake. Ooh, a bowl. You can mix stuff in there, can't you? We got 19 bowls for our wedding. Half of them were filled with something women go nuts for. Potpourri. What the hell is this potpourri? It's dead leaves in a bowl. If that excites you, I'll rake the lawn. Oh, she sniffs each one. Ooh, I love potpourri. We'll put it into the bathroom. It'll smell so nice. I said, honey, I got news for you. Why am I born at the time of white people on the way out? He's being charged, he's the dominating sports. Now we're down to poker and bass fishing. White guys are never considered sexy. We, we even lost the old Spice guy. What happened to the captain? Next is gonna be, they're gonna have a Latino Mr. Clean. Ah, your floors are muy sucio. You need Senior Olympia. Whatever happened to the white guy? We're never considered sexy. You ever see a girl go, oh, have you ever been with a white guy? <laughs> you go white, you'll know it's right. <laughs> That's right, sister. Right here is the land of the bland. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Alabaster, that's my master. You haven't heard? Beige is all the rage. White man can't jump, but they can hump. go home next week and visit my mom because I need new material. <laughs> Moms are great. They're a wealth of material because they all say the same things. All moms said, sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. They wonder why we had nightmares growing up. <laughs> I was under the covers with a flashlight and a can of Raid. <laughs> get out of here, little bed dog. You're not going to get me. This is a good one. Don't get smart with me, mister. <laughs> what do you want me to be, an idiot? <laughs> no, duh. Remember, duh? We should use that as adults, duh. I'd love to see somebody on Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, Alex, no duh. <laughs> How would you like a beating? <laughs> what are my options? <laughs> I'm gonna knock you in the middle of next week. Make it Thursday, I got a test on Wednesday. <laughs> this hurts me more than it hurts you. <laughs> oh yeah, give me the belt. I stock up for food for the family. I buy sugar for the kids. Sugar's all healthy these days. Ever notice they say fruit roll-ups and gummy bites? Just give them sugar. We, we survived pixie sticks. Remember those things? Yeah. And then they came out with that magnum stick. Remember that thing? <laughs> Made in a meth lab in Wyoming, but we ate it. We ate everything. We ate wax candy. We ate wax lips. <laughs> How about that? You have the lips on. I think I'll eat them. It's wax. I'm f***ing candles for three weeks. 
I put a wick in the toilet. I got a shrine. Having services in my bathroom. I invented scented candles. Just happened to choose the wrong scent, or I wouldn't be doing this for a living. Be an entrepreneur. <laughs> well, there you go. Some of the uh, the great bits from over the years from Craig Shoemaker. Uh, just loved visiting with that guy, and I can't wait to have him back on again. Don't forget, Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. That's where you can see him do his thing in Las Vegas coming up at the end of the month. Is your dog suffering from a sensitive stomach? Hi, it's Kelly the Cookie Lady from Mooch's Munchies. Our dogs had super sensitive tummies, and I needed to find a low-fat treat that wouldn't give them gas or other issues. Most of the treats on the market were loaded with fillers, chemicals, and chicken fat. Many of them weren't even food. Well, I knew I could do better, so I developed Mooch's Munchies, and I'm happy to be able to share them with you. Stop by our store or our website, moochesmunchies.com, and find out why we say that Mooch's Munchies are totally possum. Hi there, this is Kirby Scofield with Scofield Realty here in Las Vegas. Real estate is always changing. Be it a buyer's market, a seller's market, at Scofield Realty, it's your market. Buying or selling, we have the team and the tools to work the market so it works for you. We are excited that we're on the Wayne Coy Show. Our results blessed us with the Zillow Flex partnership roughly about two years ago due to our consistent conversion and customer service scores. With conversion, that means we can close and with our customer service scores, you know you're going to get the best service possible. We're always looking for agents led by mentorship, resources, and experience. We are your guide. Find us, kirby4u.com. That's K-I-R-B-Y, the number four, the letter U.com. Kirby4u.com or call 702-766-9538. Again, 702-766-9538. Hey, listen to this. Share Life Vacations has a special treat for you. It's a free three-day, two-night getaway to either magical Orlando or exciting Las Vegas. It's your choice. Absolutely no strings attached. Share Life will also include a second vacation to your choice of over 30 additional popular resort destinations. Now, we can't give everyone a fantastic prize package like this, so to make it fair, we're going to ask you a trivia question. You get it right, you'll win it all. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. This movie is about a British Secret Service agent who is frozen in time in the 1960s. Was that movie Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery? Press 1. Diamonds are forever. Press 2. Lethal weapon. Press 3. Got it? Well, then call 855-301-8586. 855-301-8586. That's 855-301-8586. My name is Michael Stefanski, and I am the owner and founder of Sin City Custom Suits. Custom clothing concierge. I help gentlemen get into clothes that fit them like they're supposed to that they pick out themselves and we craft together. 600 different suit fabrics to pick from, about 40 measurements to make sure the suit's gonna fit you right. Then we decide, do you want two buttons on the front, three buttons on the front, how many on the sleeve, do you want like a custom photo lining for the inside of your jacket, any number of different things that you can think of. This is all about what do you want? And and when you ask guys, what do you want? They don't know because they've never given been given the option before. Because I help make 
men look as absolute best as they can. It's transforming people's lives. If you've never had a suit that fits you right, you have no idea how much confidence it gives you. That's the important part. 702-767-2478. Instagram at custom suit guy, sincitycustomsuits.com. Hi, I'm Sheldon, the owner of Solid Motor Cars. I've spent over 30 years in the retail car business. It is all about the vehicles, but more than that, it's about the people. And my team and I are proud to bring to you what we believe is the finest experience in buying a pre-owned car. With great credit, we can get super low interest rates. But if you've had some challenges, we're experts in that field, and we can get almost anybody approved. Come down to Solid Motor Cars and take a look at our vehicles. They come with a six-month, 6,000-mile warranty. So when you get a vehicle from Solid Motor Cars, you can feel confident that that vehicle is a quality, properly reconditioned vehicle that will serve you and your family for years to come. So for all your automotive needs, whether it's a new car, truck, or SUV, or if it's repairs, service, and maintenance, solid wheels, solid deals, solid people. Coming down to meet the crew, my name's Sheldon. I'm the owner here. I'd love to help you any way that I can. 3024 East Fremont Street, 702-820-1444. Welcome to Hash House A Go-Go, where we've been serving farm food and crafted cocktails for over two decades. Visit us for the full Hash House experience at any of our five Las Vegas locations. Hash House A Go-Go is where old school meets new and gets twisted. We bring people together over good food and fun. Come in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and come hungry because our portions are huge. Visit us online to see our entire menu at hashhouseagogo.com. Hash House A Go-Go. It's a Midwest thing, and there's nothing else like it. Welcome to Hash House A Go-Go, where we've been serving... Is your dog suffering from a sensitive stomach? Hi, it's Kelly the Cookie Lady from Mooch's Munchies. Our dogs had super sensitive tummies, and I needed to find a low-fat treat that wouldn't give them gas or other issues. Most of the treats on the market were loaded with fillers, chemicals, and chicken fat. Many of them weren't even food. Well, I knew I could do better, so I developed Mooch's Munchies, and I'm happy to be able to share them with you. Stop by our store or our website, moochesmunchies.com, and find out why we say that Mooch's Munchies are totally possum. Now, back to the Wayne Coy Show. Boy, what a fun day. What a fun night. We had uh, we started off the show with a conversation with a guy who uh, has been around for quite a while. He was a teen idol back in the day. He became a soap opera star. He's had a number one song, and he's a producer, director, an actor, all of that rolled into one. Just a joy to visit with Michael Damien, and we'll let him take us out of here the way we came in. We'll see you tomorrow night starting at 7. Hey, kids, rock and roll, rock.